Open up my window to substitute outside. Hi, Kathy. Hey, Don. And Henry tonight. Hello. Hi, Donna. And Addie, Hello. who's muted. But she can say Hello. hi. Yes, hi. And our special guest, returning guest, soul, uh, soul uh, releaser, lover, healer, psychic. Just overall, light goddess, Leela. That was nice, Don. That's how nice. I feel about her. And yes. truth. That's how I feel about her. Thank you. Um, <laughs> the last time Leela was on the podcast with us, I felt like we could have another hour conversation. So I invited her to come back closer into the holiday to Samhain, when the Halloween, when the veil is very thin. And I said, you should come and do ghost stories with Kathy. And uh, Leela said, no, it's about soul releasing. And I said, for those of us who are lay people, they're creepy ghost stories. But um, Kathy and Leela are peers. They do very similar work. And um, I said, uh, why don't you come on and tell some of your cleansing stories? And it just so happens that the other night, Kathy and Henry uh, got an emergency call. And I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. So um, I'm going to take a backseat and just enjoy listening to you guys tell your tales. So take it away. Oh, and how are you, Leela? Oh, I'm very well, thank you. Good. I got She's excited. I'm just excited that very, you're here. <laughs> very happy to see you, Layla. Very happy. Very happy to see you. I'm so glad to be here with you guys. I love it. So thank you. Uh, absolutely. So I think I'm going to let Henry kind of start. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you have to start with, it was a dark and stormy night. Well, yes, let me set it up. <laughs> so it was a night like this. <laughs> and it was. Uh, we arrived at the front of the house. And so well, we got wait out. a minute. First, Kathy has to say, up. set it oh, up. Yes, yeah, set it up, Kathy. Hold, hold on. Hold that thought because uh -huh. it was really good. Okay. I got a call last week. Mm -hmm. And there was, I got a call last week. And it was um, a, a friend's mother who I've been to that house before. And I have cleansed it, protected it, the whole thing. And her house has changed. Um, you know, it has cleansed. I don't know what the word is, but her, her house has, has changed. She's, she lives by herself. She's an elderly person. And, um, apparently the neighborhood has a problem with her house because there seems to be a ghost in the window and they kept saying, it's freaking everybody out. <laughs> it's just freaking everybody out. But they were like, you got to do something about that. So, so, um, they're seeing, they all said it looked like a Victorian woman, a woman in Victorian clothes or, it just, of course, people's imaginations kind of go like with that. There could be something up there, but I said, let me, so they gave me a call and I said, yeah, I, I can do it, but I can only do it um, this past weekend and I can only do it at night. So of course it's nighttime. I'm going to say, Henry, we got somewhere to go. You better take a nap because we got places to go. So we planned to go and it was seven o'clock at night and before I even got there, the feeling I got was that there was a major construction situation happening around the neighborhood. And there seems to be like a lot of lost souls. And so I wanted to get more information. So now we arrive at the place. And then I'm going to let you take that, that side. The dark and stormy night. Uh, Go ahead. So we arrive at the place and <laughs> it wasn't, it was a little bit Amityville. A little bit of Amityville there was, there going was a on. Bit, yeah. Yes. So we get out the car, and this grass was like the deepest grass. Like it didn't want us to approach the house. It was like quicksand. And we're looking at the house, and it looked like a void, the second floor. Like it was just darker than what was possible. Mm. Um, and being inside the house, there were no curtains. No, there was no curtains. There was no curtains. But from oh. outside, it looked like uh, somebody had a blackout curtain. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even window. realize that until you said that. Mm -hmm. Oh, snap. And so we walked around the side of the house, and there was these two windows. And it seemed like a figure, a person or something 
was peeking through the window and then would lean back mm -hmm. and then look again through the window and then lean back out of sight. And I told Kathy, I said, that in the right window, there's somebody there. And we walk around in the yard. Yeah. And there's like a couple of ditches. And mm -hmm. so we had to be careful with that. And I could feel something in this very tiny window. I don't know if that was some kind of attic or. Yeah, it was the upper attic. There was a closet, yeah. right? That yeah. was like a closet. Yeah, there was a closet. Yes. Uh, so we go around and get inside. And for me, walking in, it felt like I was walking into in a swimming pool. Yeah. Like it was so heavy. Really? I did not feel that. Yeah, I felt it. I didn't know you took your cross and out. And I, I stopped. <laughs> I stopped and I was like, whoa, this is like really thick. And we got in there and met the Yeah. And then, okay. And... So, so here's the thing. I've been in the house and I felt the first time I was there, I could hear a little stacking. I don't mean to interrupt. Um, so... I go into, so I go to talk to her. Now for me, I've been in that house before and it was so heavy that like I would cry going in there the first time. So I guess being in there the second time, my expectation was that at least it's not that heavy where I'm like feeling like I'm getting choked. Mm. Um, so I was so happy. It was so late. So I didn't think there was going to be a problem. So I sit, I sat there and I and interviewed her and I'm going to call her Joan and she's an elderly, elderly lady. She's very in tune and I said, so tell me what's going on. She And she said she had some rings missing. There's things moving around. And I said, okay. And, I, and again, I wasn't really feeling anything until I feel my arm being grabbed. I jumped. <laughs> Remember, I jumped. And I said, Rachel. And I said, oh, I guess your spirit is Rachel. And she goes, Rachel. Now, I said the last, a last name. Remember mm -hmm. that? Yes. I was spot on. Mm -hmm. And I said, do you know anybody that like of that name? And she said, yes, I do. But, but, but she was going on a tangent. Like, meanwhile, I say the name clearly and she's just like, not really understanding that I'm getting the name. So obviously it must be it. And then I said, now I'm now I want to know, this is what she looked like. She looked, she looked like she was 15. She has like a 15 year old teenager energy. And I said, she's very sporadic, very like she was freaking out and she kept on mentioning that she was looking for her mother. So I'm feeling that she was looking for her mother and that Joan knew her mother somehow. So I said to her, what is the building that was ripped down? And it was the Hudson River Psychiatric Center. Now, if anybody knows the psychiatric center, it's a pretty famous one. And it's very ominous and scary and crazy. And cruel. it's like a really dark place. They knocked the whole thing down. So you can imagine how many souls have, have been, have been walking around trying to find their place or lost because when you die and you're not properly crossed over, sometimes you linger, you're in, you know, purgatory, you're just walking around. You need that help to, to cross over. So I said, what is your connection with this building? She was a nurse <laughs> from 1970 to 1990, like from like the 1960 to 1990. She was a, uh, a head nurse at the psychiatric place. I said, you knew her mother. And she said, holy cow. And I said, and I said, what's with the kids? What, what's with the kids? And then we looked it up and it seemed like there was a whole group of teenagers in that area because Rachel kept saying meadow. Like she fell in a meadow or like they were in a meadow. Anyway, a couple of stories happened that a, a few teenagers had passed away in a meadow partying. So here she is near the hospital, doesn't know that her mother dies, can't find her. She's dead. It's very confusing. Anyway, Joan knows these people, knows exactly what I'm saying. So now it makes sense to me. So we go upstairs and you could, all right, now we go upstairs and I could, I could, I was scared going up the stairs because I thought I was going to fall. Yeah. Yeah. The stairs were, uh, the stairs were very scary, very, uh, narrow. It reminded me of the exorcist. <laughs> very <laughs> steep and very narrow. Yeah. It was very... The banister was shaky about to come off and, uh. Yeah, I can't yeah. walk upstairs like that. Have you seen me? It's like a, no, it was, it was a tiptoe situation. It was not comfortable. Mm. So I go up there 
And I we we check every place and the the window which Henry was talking about there was a little sign that said mental ward on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, okay, we're getting clarity here. And realizing that she was just wearing a nightgown. It it wasn't it wasn't or she was just wearing a dress or something. It really wasn't a Victorian. I wasn't feeling Victorian. Mm-hmm. Right. So I said, let's cross her over. I talked to her. And then I said to her, listen, before we pass up, can you please just give Joan back her rings? And she got really angry with me, just like a teenager would, like very defensive. Like, you're blaming me for the rings? Like, you're kidding me? Like, you know, that kind of stuff. And she was just running and she just couldn't, she couldn't settle. So I said, it's okay. It's okay. So then I'm thinking, like, maybe somebody just came in the house. Like, I'm not thinking a ghost took it. So Mm. to make a long story short, Henry and I decide we're going to sit in the middle of the center of upstairs where all the rooms, like four rooms in there, open everything up, open a window, and just really let the spirit just be at peace and, like, have her mother find her. So we sit there and... We recite the Lord's Prayer. Like, a lot. A lot. And something told me to get loud. Yeah. And I started getting really loud with it. Yeah. And I had my eyes, my eyes closed. And I heard a loud, like a bang. And then it felt like someone ran past me. Mm-hmm. And I opened my eyes and then Kathy turned her head. and We opened our eyes at the mm-hmm. same time. And then all of a sudden the lights got bright. So it worked. Mm-hmm. So I think we let her go. And I felt it. I didn't feel any any dark thing. I really felt like she was really sad and lost. And I have to say that it was very interesting, the story behind it like most people who who say they see a go like they think that it's automatically something dark or scary or but most of the time it's just some some spirits get lost and they need a place to go and i think that joan had a familiar energy because she worked there there was a familiar feeling that maybe attracted or she left her door open and they just wanted to wander in you know you never know but there seemed we got some closure joan feels great and um, that's our story. That was our story. Wow. That's it. That's very interesting. I, you know, the, I I hear that there people say there are certain rules about things um, that how spirits travel. Um, I've never, but I don't. Every story is a new story. You know, like the fact that she found that place. There was a familiarity. She wasn't had no relation to the house or the place really. Um, yeah. It's just really interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it was, what was really interesting is that the specific relation that we, we were able to investigate, like I couldn't make that up, like the, the names and where she was working. And it just was very, very interesting. I think it was the most, I've done some interesting cases, but I think this was one of the most interesting cases, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, helping, especially helping a younger spirit is very satisfying to me. I like to help the children, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of times I think when people die in unexpected ways or traumatic ways, they don't know that they're dead because you know, right. we still exist, right? Our consciousness, our memories, we, we still exist. I, I always say we're immortal beings, which we are, but our bodies, we just go into different bodies. You know, our bodies don't right. last, but our spirit, we're immortal. Um, so, so yeah, it's wonderful to be able to help people who are in that kind of a situation where they don't really even realize they're dead. Imagine how confusing and scary that must be. That's the Um, sensitivity part of us and why I love that we have these conversations, you know, mm -hmm. because you don't realize it is, it must be really scary and transitioning into the next realm is so important. It's the same as being there at a birth, you know, and how you come into the world and how you go out is the same way. And yeah, when you're not it's celebrated. being birthed into spirit, when yeah. You pass, you're birthed into spirit. That's such a beautiful expression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Absolutely. How so have you been feeling the, with this? Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say with the, I've done a lot of property clearings and I do it remotely for, for the mm -hmm. most part. And, um, so I haven't been, you know, like, like the ghost hunters actually going into any of these places. Um, one time many years ago, back in the, I think it was the eighties, I was in a, an old B and B, but really an old hotel in, um, Elka Park, New York, up in the mm -hmm. Catskills somewhere. And mm -hmm. I, there weren't many people staying. It was this time of year. Oh yeah, it was, it was actually, it was for my anniversary with my ex-husband. So it was like October 26th. Now that I think of it. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. So we go into this, this, uh, old hotel and there's probably, I think just one other couple there and it's three stories high. And I'm, uh, I could tell that the woman who worked there, who kind of was the waitress and probably cleaned the rooms and did all kinds of stuff, I, I could tell that she was um, kind of open. And this was really before I started doing any of this work. But, um, you know, we, we recognize each other. And uh, I wasn't really aware of my own abilities yet in those days. But I right. thought, I asked her if the place was haunted and she said yes. And I'm like, oh, cool, you know, um, <laughs> tell me. And she goes, no, why don't you just have your own experience? So she wouldn't say. So um, we go up to our room and I, I, um, I was up there by myself and I heard the sound of, there were these dogs barking outside and I heard the sound of um, like hangers on an old trunk mm. going back and forth. And um and there was a feeling of a, a really angry man and um, a very depressed feeling. Uh, so later, I think it was the next morning at breakfast, I was telling her my, the feelings that I got. And the water kept getting hot and cold in the shower. It wouldn't just stay at one temperature. Yeah. And she, she said, oh, oh, yeah. What room are you in? Oh, yeah, that was the one. There was a woman who was uh, came up there. She was supposed to get married and she got jilted and um, that's the, the clothing on the, the hangers mm -hmm, in the trunk. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the bar in her trunk and, uh, and, and it was like, it became instead of, oh, cool, a ghost. It was like, oh, how sad. Like it was really yeah. depressing energy mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it was just very sad. So um, that totally changed my, um, my feelings about, uh, you know, this kind of, um, having ghosts and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, but the years later, once I started doing this work, uh, someone, I, I've had a lot of incidents where people wanted to sell their house and they were having trouble, yes. uh -huh. getting, you know, selling the mm -hmm. house. So, um, this one woman and she lived, um, she lived, uh, north of Rhinebeck, you know, a very historical area in New York. Um, and it was a very old house. It was like a 200 year old or older house. And so I kind of went in there, you know, spirit traveled into the house and, uh, there was a woman, this is another very sad story. This is a young woman and she was sitting in a window. Um, and she was just so sad. And so she had no voice of her own. Uh, and so what her story was that she was, um, almost like a mail order bride. She, she was just sent there to marry this man who was a farmer who mm -hmm. there was absolutely no love. Yeah. And, um, she wasn't able to bear a child that wasn't happening. Mm -hmm. And he was just very austere and he, she loved to read. This was the biggest thing. He, she loved to read and he wouldn't let her, he would only let her read the Bible. And oh. so she just, she pretty much died of sadness. And, oh. but after she died, she still, she stayed there. And it was, I had this, it was just like a very loving moment, you know, of my telling her, you can go now. You're, you're mm -hmm. free. This is over. Mm -hmm. And, um, in the work I do, it's, it's the Akashic Records. So I call mm -hmm. on, um, some 
beings that are called transporters of souls mm -hmm. and they came in and helped carry her off to back I, I think it, when this happens it's kind of like a soul fragment um, yeah a fragment of a soul that that just gets stuck so she was able to go back to her 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 home yeah and so you know it's such a gift to be able to do that kind of work um to help release people so they can move on um i th i think that you yeah. attract the kinder souls like you yourself and your spirit and this is just what i'm picking up i'm just i'm just talking about like when you were talking i was like oh you're so you're like a doula you know like a you know a, a <sighs> transitional doula where i get a lot of the angry demonic <laughs> very frustrated like i seem to attract the battles of energy that can mm. transition that seems that I attract that and I seem to get a very I get very empowered uh we were just laughing about it how I had not one ounce of fear going around you know and I could walk anywhere that I think is has you know energy in it and not be afraid but if there we weren't going anywhere with there was ghosts or anything and i was with donna i'd be petrified yeah. because i think she's gonna jump at me <laughs> so i'm like <laughs> i don't understand myself but henry has been with me we did a house cleansing where there was a very angry um you know we were literally in there basically how i say is like we're taking food away from and, uh, uh, you know, from a, um, a presence and, uh, when you, when you want to go in there and you want to tell them that's not happening anymore, they're not happy with you because you're taking away the fuel to keep them angry and be there because negativity mm. feeds off your anger and depression. So if you have a space that's depressed and has anger and frustration, you're going to most likely have uh, a spirit that that feeds off that like misery loves company oh oh yeah and i don't know why i i do that but all of a sudden i become like i i become 10 feet tall and i have and i and i just get so big and so powerful but then when i have to have a conversation with donna i look like a little person that just can't <laughs> get my words out but i can fight these these huge things and so I had this house that was having some real big trouble and that poor young man, you remember that poor young and his, and his name, I'm going to say his name. I, I, I hope I won't say last name, but I love his name because it was dad's name is raw. His name was Robert and he'll love that. If I mention his name, so shout out to you, Robert, he was, his eyes, he, he struggled so much. He had his own story and I'm like, it's part, it was attached. And so we went into the house and I literally was chasing it around. It was afraid of me. Like you were just, why don't you remember that? Like, yeah, we were upstairs. Yeah. And he cornered it in the closet. I cornered and it. he opened it. He was like in here and here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we had to chase it out. <laughs> chase it. I literally was like, oh no, you're mine. I was like, mm. ah, and everybody's like, ah, screaming. And I'm like, ah, oh, you're mine. And I just seemed to have this like power source and to, to see the house light up to see you know who it was attached to light up and now i have to say that robert has a success he's feeling so successful getting married very happy life now and that's not where he was he was struggling so much and that freeing feeling of detaching from misery that's what it is it's like if you think about your life just walk never mind in the spirit realm but how are you going to be happy and healing if you're carrying around your misery, right? Your sadness all the time. You're supposed to feel sad sometimes. You're supposed to feel uh, your feelings. But when you carry it in a constant way, it's when you get sick. And then you start attracting people. You start attracting who you are. It's the same thing with these energy, with energy people, right? And so I think that there were times that I kind of think to myself, I want to be brave in the earth realm like that when I'm not fighting these, these, these incredible energies. So Layla, you're so, when you're talking about like this sweet, I wish I had more of these Rachel, you know, situations, but I have to say, if I can, I, I would be on here all day that I'll, most of my cases, ask Henry, 
it seems to be, right? Violent. <laughs> Violent. Yeah. Yeah, aggressive, angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I look like I come, like my hair's crazy when I come back. I just need to eat food. Sometimes and I'm just you like, throw up. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. I like sleep for three days and then feel terrific. You know, I don't let it take, I don't, I don't let it, it doesn't go in me. Like I'm not a physically affected by it, but I work so hard that it's just like me going out and doing physical work. And so I have experience doing it remote, which I'm, which I did the first time uh, this year, which is a huge accomplishment that I was able to depossess in, in a remote way over Zoom. And that was pretty incredible. We talked about that with AJ. Um, and it seems like it's just you, you, the work is going to start calling us even more. What do you think about that, Lilo? Well, first of all, I, I feel like you have like a Valkyrie energy, you know what I mean? Like the, that mm -hmm. warrioress, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> that comes out. So, um, <laughs> and also it, it's like some psychics that are, um, really good at working with police to find missing people and, you know, going so into jealous. those dark yeah. places. Like that's, yeah. I could never do that. I could never do that. And, um. So, yeah. So, yeah, I guess I, I have, um, had other experiences like, uh, this guy wanted to sell a house in Yonkers, Yonkers, you know, and um, <laughs> that, <laughs> so there was a part of this, uh, the revolutionary war that was kind of fought in that area. And, um, on this little, you know, quarter acre or like pretty small property, there was this, um, the a, a revolutionary war soldier who was starving and he was cold it was winter and i th oh. i think what happened was they kind of had to scatter uh throughout that area i did a little research afterwards it was really interesting and this man died of uh exposure and mm. he was still there and in such despair and so <clears throat> To help him move on was just, you know, also a beautiful thing that he's not stuck there anymore. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh my gosh. Um, so I have, I have those kind of stories and, um, it's, it's, um, trying to think of, well, yeah, it's, it's, I think that we're drawn to, or people are drawn to us for our strengths and, um, those are, yeah. you know, you're, you're. I mean, I'm sure that you do things to protect yourself energetically. And, mm -hmm. um, when being a ghostbuster in that way, <laughs> you know, I can understand yeah. that you would be pretty mm -hmm. exhausted afterwards, uh, yeah. but it doesn't, yeah. but then once you rest up, you feel more invigorated. So, um, yeah, I do you, feel more invigorated and isn't it, yeah, why even like, I feel like I, I think Thank you for saying that because, you know, I, I worked very hard to protect myself. You know, I've been doing it a long time and believe me, it was a, you know, a process learning, a learning curve, right? Um, most of the cases, you know, the first time that I did fight something, I ended up, my face drooped and I was sick and that was not good. Um, and I had things thrown at me. It was very, it was a very violent, very, that was, the, that was very scary. It was the first time. It was a scary situation. I wasn't scared at the time. I had like aftershock <laughs> that I just, that mm. I was able to do it. And that's when I realized like, what did I get myself into? And then after it was done, I was able to heal myself and then work on that energy. And how do you, you know, like working with more sensitive and, you know, emotional therapeutic approach to release spirits you know, you protecting yourself emotionally. How do you, how do you do that? How do you protect yourself? Well, I feel like, first of all, I use a lot of light. I'm, I, mm -hmm. I do this, um, this thing where I, I connect with source in my, what I call the lower Dantian, uh, energy. Mm -hmm. You know, we have these beyond the chakras is these three energy centers below our navel, our heart, and in the center of our head. So 
I feel like in the lower Dantian is where source energy comes in. So I just call that in and fill my body and then send it out into my field, an arm's distance out. And then I put ultraviolet light and Mm -hmm. around that, the outer edge of my field and sometimes a mirror facing outward. So that would be a way of armoring up like, yeah, you know, to go to the supermarket or something. But I mean, it's for you to <laughs> I call it the purple coat. I put on my purple coat. Yeah. That's what I do. Yep. I, yeah. I call it my purple coat. Yeah. First of all, I would love to do a side by side of me and Leela preparing to going into these because mine is like, I feel like I have the A team, like an A team, like theme music behind me because I get like, I get the sea salt and the Vaseline and put the stuff on my body. <laughs> and then I pray, you know, and then I have the, you know, calling on the people and of course, white light, but I, it's, mine's very, seems very theatrical. Like when I go, I'm like, all right, here we go. We're doing this. And yours. Is, I know you bang is, pots and pans. I'm like, so it's so funny. And yours is so, just beautiful. I, like you just connect <laughs> Like you're, you're so gentle. <laughs> just like, I feel like I'm like. You're so, I'm going to take a little piece of your gentleness and it's just very oh. sweet. And I think that's what makes you approachable for these spirits to kind of say, help me. I'm lost and I'm sad. And you just, you just seem to mm. have that. So I just wanted to say that. Well, I do. I feel like you have some, um, some guides around you who you may not know yet who want to walk in there with you, uh, to these situations to to help shore you up so that you're not so drained after if that does happen still yeah um so yeah um (laughs) for some reason i'm seeing this kind of nordic you know the woman with the armor and the helmet with the big horns coming out (laughs) i have to wear the Um, breast cups i want the breast cups involved in the hagar t-shirt i'm in that's right you know i think that (laughs) (laughs) we have to have the hagar you know what leela which which is interesting what you're picking up is that i had a situation i talked about um i think with aj where it freaked me i i haven't like i said i'm very protected i've been doing it a long time but i think i leveled up a little bit and I was by myself and I was not protected as much as I would have. And I felt very alone. I did something very deep. Uh, I astroplaned while being coherent. And it was like a double thing. It was like I was in my spirit room talking to the client, astroplane to her house, cleansed the house, came back, therapeutic approach to help her through the process uh cleansed her she was great the house everything is great 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 and i was fine but then i left and i couldn't get myself back that has never happened and i think leela you helped me by saying i think i'm getting new people i i think i'm getting new people oh i hope she's there you there leela as yeah as in guys you mean I don't know. mm. I don't know, but like, I feel like I'm getting new, I'm getting new energy because the work I'm doing is becoming more intense. Uh, Like I'm working a lot with people who have cancer, um, who have attachments with cancer. Like I'm working with a lot of people with cancer, a lot of people who are dying. Mm. Like, it just seems like it's different work. It's more intense. And I think I need a new, I think that they're showing me that I need a different kind of helper. It's a different department. Does that mean I'm going to a different department? Mm-hmm. You know, I can't be in HR and be out in the field at the same time. So I feel like I've been working with HR <laughs> and now I got to, <laughs> and now I need a new field manager. That's how I feel. Okay. <laughs> so I think that was interesting. You said that because I've been really doing a lot of internal searching with that. So yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, I think the times are changing so rapidly right now that we we're all being called to step it up a bit. That's how it feels. Um, Step up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
Well, thank you, Leela. I loved talking about this. I love talking about this. <sighs> I could talk about it all day, but I don't want to take up. So, so what have you been doing in this? Like, what have you been focusing on the last since the last time we've spoken? Um, I have really been. I feel like I've been sort of going along on the surface of things, taking care of my garden, you know, in the summer, uh, being out on the water. And when I tune in, it's like, um, there's like immediate communication and, um, it's still, it's still formulating. I feel like I'm sort of going up a spiral. And I'm not sure where it's taking me yet, but there's, there's some changes. I think there's going to be a lot more writing for me. Mm. Um, but I wanted, I just wanted to back to, you know, the ghost stories there. I did a property clearing recently for another very old house that had been a stable. Uh, so the downstairs of this house had been the stable and, um, there was a man and a horse. And I never, huh. like, I didn't know animals could be ghosts, but they were, they were still there. And, um, so they got to be released to go home. Oh, that's but I nice. thought that was fascinating. That is really yeah. fascinating. I, I also yeah. wanted to ask you both a question. Um, is that, you know, uh, people who don't do this or don't have any experience doing it think that, um, you either have the gift or you don't. And you both uh, touched on something that both of you um, evolve. I always think of it mm -hmm. like, um, you know, like, uh, uh, like um, reading, right? It's like, um, you know, you can read volumes of, uh, of an author and the, and it gives you information and gives you more of a foundation to, move up and read something more difficult or more complex. And you both talk about moving up or evolving or changing. And I think that, um, I think that people don't realize that. So like if somebody had, uh, encountered both of you 20 years ago, mm -hmm. the work that you were doing then doesn't reflect the work that you're doing now necessarily. Do you agree with that? hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. And so, um, so people who are out there who feel like they, um, have an intuitiveness to spirit energy around them that doesn't come from within their own guides or their own like world. Does that make sense? Yeah. That they feel sensitive to, um, things uh, outside of their own selves. Um, what's your suggestion for them? Layla, can I answer that and take, give my take mm -hmm. on it? Okay. And then, yep. you know, jump in is <clears throat> everybody has natural abilities. There are some people who can wake up at five in the morning and run, um, run 10 miles, come back, clean their house, go to work. And it's like, not a big deal. Um, I can't do that. I don't have the natural athletic ability, um, to do that. Um, have using your intu intuition and opening up your energy is a muscle. So even though I don't have the natural ability to run a marathon, it doesn't mean I can't, I just have to train. I just have to take the time and just take more time and have to be more conscious about building that muscle. And so you have that everybody has it. It's just a matter of you being open to doing it and being disciplined. You know, if I want to run a marathon, I absolutely can, but that means I have to be ultra disciplined because it's not my natural ability. Um, you know, and that's, so my suggestion is if you first understand energy, learn the basics of energy, which you can, because we talk about it on the podcast, you have many resources out there, join Patreon. Uh, you can talk to uh, Leela. Um, there's so many places that you can get the, to just understand the basics. And then once you understand the basics, get into your meditation, 
start connecting to your, your third eye, connecting to letting your mind go. And so that you're open to connect to spirit and you'll be amazed at how your, your life will change and how you start trusting the process. And, you know, when you read cards, it becomes really fun and you're like, Oh my God, I know what that means. Your perception changes. You, you can now read things um, like more than just omens, but using it guides and using it to guide yourself first. Don't read other people. Use it as a guide. And that's and I think that's the first step. That's my suggestion. Lila, what do you think? Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I would add, um, sometimes I've seen people get a little... Um, like caught up in, in the story of their experiences and it's dramatic and it's exciting and um, you need to get grounded. And I've learned <laughs> that, you know, the hard way um, mm -hmm. because you need to get so grounded to the point where this is normal. This is a natural thing, you know, mm -hmm. what we do. Uh, right. Because then because it helps you to be clear on the information you're receiving. And, oh, there's so much to it. Uh, like um, doubting yourself, uh, that is um, also something that I had to go through and learn about uh, trusting what's coming through. Um, what else did I want to say? Something I read this morning about um, if you, let's see. If you, if you really know yourself, you'll be able to like trust your intuition. I don't have the book right with me and that's not exactly, but that's sort of the meaning of, of this thing I read about really being grounded, knowing who you are and so that you mm -hmm. can listen to yourself. And um, also if you're drawn, like there's, it's such an op big open realm. If you, if you can sense energy and energy around people. Um, maybe there's some kind of training you'd like to check out, like quantum healing is the, mm -hmm. the latest thing I've been hearing a lot about. Um, and there's, so there's, there's some really good teachers out there for, uh, for exploring, or you want to learn to channel that, that there's people who can help you and teach that. Uh, I, I, I'm seeing that a lot of people who do readings seem to be more interested and showing others how to um, read for themselves, how to, you know, uh, be open to getting information for themselves. Like automatic mm -hmm. writing is a good place to start. Mm -hmm. um, so, and, you know, having some kind of practice, like a meditation, even if it's just for 10 minutes, just tuning into yourself so you can begin to, like, really feel and hear your own wisdom because uh, we yeah. all come here already having had so many experiences on a soul level um, mm -hmm. and we get caught up in the programming, mm -hmm. you know, of being in this culture and all the distractions that we kind of lose our connection to, you know, the, the experiences our soul has had. I mean, uh, most of us are intergalactic beings. So yes. there's a lot our soul can teach us, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> It's yeah, I think yeah. it's important. I, I and I it, you, that's that's perfect. You know, I think that understanding that your body is the messenger to your spirit and you being on earth is can be very difficult when you're a very spiritual and galactic person. For me, uh, in my experience in helping others who have that same kind of conflict, you have to you have to understand your body. You have to open your energy so you can listen to your body because your body is telling you uh, what your spirit's trying to lead you to do. And that's trusting, that's trusting your gut. That's understanding like when going into work and feeling sick and not making those changes, the spirit is saying, this is not where you're supposed to be when you're in a relationship and you're, you know, on eggshells, those feelings, that anxiety, that all that stuff leads you to move forward in your life. So if you are too hyper-focused on having spiritual gifts, understanding, and not focused on living your best healthy life, you know, Maslow's theory, Maslow's theory, I would say it wrong, 
you know, hierarchy of needs, you have to take care of that. You have to have food, shelter, clothing, then you can do the next step and then the next step. And then once you start to have security, then your spirit's like, all right, now we can focus on this. And now we can learn how to separate ego and spirit. Now we can focus on how to trust the process. And once you start mastering the self, you can help others. You can't help others unless you really understand yourself. And the one thing that I'm very grateful for is that when I, I don't know that I'm not well, but the spirit knows I'm not well, I don't get clients. I will, it'll, they'll reschedule or something will happen and I can't do it. Um, and I'm grateful for that. You know, it doesn't happen often that much, but now I'm really very grateful that I know that when I'm not okay, I can't help others and I can't just connect with spirit. So the dependency on spirituality I've noticed is also an issue. Have you seen that? Mm -hmm. Oh, I've experienced it <laughs> in, the, oh, in yeah? the beginning of my opening and awakening. I was so out there. I wasn't grounded in the earth at all. And I would get, you know, people would kind of walk all over me in a way. And um, mm -hmm. I, yeah, I didn't understand. I kind of had an insight recently to that, the, the way I used to feel years ago um, and how I would have these certain situations where people would say things to me that were so rude or hurtful. And I, I was just tongue tied to even have a response. And that's because my feet were my whole self mm -hmm. was up in the air. And now that I'm more grounded, I don't even have those kind of situations anymore. So mm -hmm. um, that's, that's really very important. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I, well, I appreciate that. It's very honest. It's like, like I said, like, I feel like you and I have experienced in our own way, you know, the growth process of, uh, for me, it was opposite, not wanting to go up. Not one. Then once I got up, once I got up, uh, it's hard. It was hard for me to come down. I didn't want to come down. I didn't want to be here. Once I saw what, how beautiful it is. <laughs> once I saw paradise, why am I, I'm on fantasy mm. Island up there. Why don't I want to come back? You know, and that was very, at a very young age, I realized like that was a problem. And that's why a lot of people who have a natural ability have suicidal ideations, um, anxiety in that way, feel like they don't belong. Um, you know, they, they struggle with, um, you know, the, being around a lot of people can be very difficult. Um, you know, struggling with that. Those are some signs that you might be connected galactically. And those are, um, those are normal feelings. But if you do have any kind of suicidal ideation, please go talk to somebody. Um, you know, and have some understanding because it could be depression, a chemical imbalance in your human body. Um, so we want to be mindful of that and please seek help. But if, you know, if understanding that, um, for me, my experience was that I was very generally, my personality is very happy, but I just didn't want to be here. I'd be happy. And I was like, I don't want to be here. It's a very weird feeling. And, and looking at my family as I'm staring at my sister right now, like feeling like, I just didn't feel like I belonged because my family was going down the toilet, yelling at each other. And all I wanted was <laughs> peace, happiness, and love. <laughs> How did I meet these people? <laughs> meet them. You chose them. You chose them. No, I, 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 no, I'm yeah. saying no, because I will say what mom used to say. I thought about you on Wednesday. I thought your father on Thursday changed my that mind. That is not what Friday. she said. That is not what she said. Oh, she she said they want they wanted a baby on Monday. On Wednesday they changed their minds, and on Friday it was too late. That's what she said. Guess what? She didn't say that to me. She said the f bomb because she knew it bothered me, just like all of you used to do. Yes. Oh yes. I'm so wanted. Oh my god. And then I would sit there while a young five years old with my with my small face and big hair and, and just hide my vegetables under the table and go why is my family fighting why are we crazy it's a nightmare Aww. i love my family i do love my family but i don't know i didn't find them i, I came in the world deaf late leela did you know that no i didn't I, yes and I can imagine, I would love your philosophy because I, I, of why I came into the world 
completely deaf. And then I regained my hearing spontaneously. Spontaneously. Like maybe six wow. months, a couple months. I don't know. Yeah, no, it was like year? eight months. It was you were under a year. Yeah. I remember it. I remember the day. So Kathy's yeah. story wow. is that she was. Oh, wow. well, we just lost Leela. Hopefully she can uh, come back to us. But I'll tell the story since we started it yeah, anyway. It's okay. So uh, Kathy was born deaf and um, the doctors up here, uh, upstate. Uh, from New York. Mom, mom was from New York City. And this is relevant because she didn't think the doctors up here had a clue as to what was going on. So she taught, she took you down to the city, to the clinic, where she used to take uh, me and our other sister, Tracy, when we were babies in Brooklyn. And um, the old man at the clinic was like, uh, eh, I don't see why she's deaf, but she'll regain her her hearing no problem nobody believed no problem. nobody believed that and i remember people visiting our house talking about how they were going to change like the the lamps were gonna flash on and off when the phone rang and stuff like that and um oh leela's back and um she's back, back. <laughs> so i was just saying that kathy was born deaf and my mom brought her to uh, the clinic that she knew in Brooklyn. And the um, the doctor in Brooklyn was like, eh, it looks like she'll get her hearing back at some point. The doctors here did not believe that. They tried to prepare a, our family to have a deaf child in the family. And um, I remember my dad, I think I told the story on the podcast. Uh, my dad took, my mom said to me, go with your father and, uh, you know, it was the seventies. So I was holding the baby on the front seat of the station wagon <laughs> while dad drove to the firehouse in Fishkill. And I remember going to the firehouse and I remember the firemen telling me to cover my ears and dad sat there with the baby, Kathy, and they, um, stood there and th they put the siren on as loud as possible because my dad wanted to know how deaf was Kathy and it was really fucking loud and um, I remember being very upset about it and I remember looking up and seeing my dad crying and I remember the firemen like gathering around my dad like patting him on the back and saying like it'll be okay and you know you're we're a community up here and don't worry and but so we, we had a deaf baby and the only thing my mom used to say is she slept all the time. It was great. Like she just, <laughs> so and so sensitive. And so then, sensitive. um, she was about eight months old. She was in like a, in like a, one of those bouncy things at my mother's friend's house. And my mother's friend had an obnoxious poodle and a stranger walked by the house and the poodle started yelping. And for whatever reason, it, um, uh, uh, Kathy's little hammer bone that probably wasn't developed hit her little anvil in her ear and um, she started crying from being uh, awake, woken up by the poodle. My, I remember my mom and Carol, her name was, were jumping up and down screaming with delight and my mom went outside and <laughs> kissed the stranger. <laughs> I remember it was like some dude walking a dog and... Uh, <laughs> my mom told this. I remember mom running outside and I remember watching her like accost this poor guy. <laughs> and I remember mom and Carol jumping up and down in the kitchen and um, in her kitchen and Carol's kitchen. So that's the story. But um, it when Kathy was in her uh, late teens and my sister Tracy and I were going through our the beginning of our spiritual journey, we did a lot of past life regression work. And... Um, Kathy did some past life regression work there. Do you remember that, Kath? I do. And I do. Uh, there was a theory about why Kathy came in yeah. deaf. So the theory was like, I wanted to make sure that my dad was nice. <laughs> that, uh, that I came into the world because apparently the last, the, the very last life before this one, you know, um, I, I had scarlet fever or, or whatever, but I, I was abused by my father. So like, I was like an abused kid. Um, and so I came into this life to, cause I couldn't hear the anger anymore. And once I knew I had a nice dad, I kind of 
was like, all right, I'm ready. That was the philosophy. And it kind of made sense to me because at first, now I kind of understand Donovan's <laughs> special needs. I'm like, as I get older, I think I'm, I have like a little bit of, uh, I'm on the spectrum with uh, pervasive developmental disorder where that, where I have, uh, my, my senses are wacky where I, I, it's so sensitive. Like my hearing is extremely sensitive and not because I was deaf, but I can't deal with loud noises. I don't like yelling. I don't, you know, who likes yelling, but I, I really don't like yelling. Um, my clothes have to be a certain way. I just, you know, I feel like I've come in with, um, spiritually with just like, uh, I've had enough of that. And my dad is super cool. I had a cool dad. But my mom was yelling. So I don't know. I don't know, Leela. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> with this one. But I found it fascinating. Well, that, yeah, that makes sense to me. That, yeah. That you didn't want to. You were just waiting. I was just waiting. Are yeah. these nice people? Otherwise, I'm going to shut them out. <laughs> what an organic shutout. I love it. Just come in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Def I work in the den. And then I ended up, you know, it was another interesting theory um, was that I had a job when I worked in the children's home that I was a family peer support counselor. And one of the children were deaf. So I was able to sign. And she went to the school for the New York School of, uh, of the Deaf. And when I went in there, they all knew me. Everybody signed to me like I belonged there. I knew exactly where to go in the building. I felt like I wanted to go back and work there. I could tell you where the dorms were. I could tell you where the schools were. And this one woman was like, have I met you before? And they all thought I was deaf. And I was like, hmm. I was like, no, I'm hearing. I'm signing. I'm, I'm hearing. They're like, no way. You sign like you're deaf. And I said, you know, I signed because it's how I function, like, like, because it's chopped. It's kind of ASL is like kind of shortened English. And I said, I do that because it's how I process. But there's a certain kind of tone that, that I've gotten a lot that I still, um, in the culture, because it's a culture, um, that I'm, that I, they see me as deaf. And I find that very fascinating. You know, I find it very fascinating. There you go. That's a past life thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to go back just yeah. a little bit before I can't believe an hour has already gone by um, that the things that you were talking about earlier, Kathy, about like how you can develop your sensitivity to spirit and learning about energy. That's actually exactly the program that you're doing on Patreon with the mentees. Yes. And so mm -hmm. I found it interesting while you were talking, I was like, that's exactly the people who seem to have um, been attracted to that Patreon tier. And I'm not mm -hmm. just selling it. I'm just, um, I'm saying yeah. that it's really been a growth experience for a lot of people. And I know Addie, you're one of them and she's nodding and um, that uh, your, uh, your mentees seem to evolve and mm -hmm. grow it's not just learning about stuff in a book sense they're really experiencing yeah. that kind of energy work and so um i think yeah, it's really well, great that you're sharing that oh well thank you i appreciate that yeah we're thinking we had a we had a mentee meetup um yesterday and they all wanted more it seems like they want to grow and they want more so we were just brainstorming a new tier to try to advance and you had this great idea. I'm like me helping you through your journey and teaching you how your spirit works for you, like creating goals and say, where are you at and where do you want to be? And let's, let's create like a syllabus for your own. Yeah. Life. It's like a curriculum, an individual curriculum for yeah. each person because everybody is different. Everybody's talents are different. Everybody's processes are different and everybody <laughs> wants different things. Not everybody wants to yeah, you know, guru, yeah. <laughs> guru it out and want to, but some people just want to get through the day without having anxiety or trusting their instincts. So it doesn't have to be, you know, one thing that I encourage when I, when I, when we, when we talk about spirituality is that you do not have to fit that part in your head, what you think it's supposed to look like. Like mm. not all spiritual people wear linen and scarves and go out and, you know, you don't have to understand the complicated vocabulary. You don't, you know, I, I don't do yoga, but I know yoga in my head, you know, and I do it in a different way. 
You know, everybody has a different way and you have to meet your spirit and where you are in your life, where you're at. And I think whoever's mentoring anybody, you have to meet them where they're at. Because I think that that's yeah. part of what I think the reason why we're successful done is because I think we meet people where they're at mm. and there's no, there's no force of where you should be. There's no, you should be. No, Mm-mm. can you get through the day? <laughs> can you find your six senses? Can you have strength based thinking? You know, that's, that's spiritual, that's mm-hmm. spiritual work. Mm-hmm. That's trusting, you know, mm-hmm. I'm loving it. I'm loving how, where it's going, Don. Mm. I'm loving where it's going. Oh, yeah. I feel it's that um, sometimes people could be a little um, thrown off by the word spiritual or spirituality. Mm-hmm. Like I've had people, oh, tell me, oh, well, you're so spiritual. And I'm like, I, actually, I'm not even sure I know what that means. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, not everyone believes they actually have a spirit. So I, I but I'm going to mm-hmm. say we're all, we all are, have spirit. We're all spiritual. Mm-hmm. We come from source. So that's mm-hmm. right. That that can come through in so many different ways, and often religion has nothing to do with it. Most nothing, nothing. Right. My opinion, mm-hmm. nothing. We don't. Do, I don't teach that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we believe that. So Leela, people can find you at integralsoul love, which I love, love that. Love that. Dot love. I highly, highly mm-hmm. recommend. Um, subscribing to your newsletter. I enjoy so it good. very much. So mm-hmm. good. Thank so you. inspiring. And I highly recommend people uh, book you for a reading. And, yes. um, you know, it, you know, one of the good things that happened recently is everybody has learned to use zoom and remote in. And so connecting yep. with people far and wide is no longer a challenge. So, um, I highly recommend we will put the link to your website on the description of this podcast. And of course, um, everyone can find more stuff about the sisters are in, uh, at our website and on Patreon, just go to Patreon and search the sisters are in. Yes. Leela. Okay. I just, I have one more story, really a quick little story. Okay. So good. So a couple of years ago, my neighbor across the road had to put her horse down. She has three horses and one of them Uh. had to be euthanized. So for some reason, I just knew I had to be there and I offered to be there, you know, as a, you know, comfort for her. Um, So I went over there and the vet was there and then she comes out of her house with this orange cat, huge fluffy orange cat that she also had to put down. He was very old and I guess he wasn't doing well. And she asked me to hold him. So I'm holding this cat and I'm just, you know, sending just this, you know, it's going to be okay. Sending these comforting vibes to the hat. I'm the cat. (laughs) And then the vet came over and took the cat out of my arms and put him on the ground and I didn't want to watch when he gave him the shots, but so I wasn't looking directly at the cat. But when the cat died, I saw a man rise from his body like Mrs. McGonagall in Harry Potter when she went really? from the cat wow. to, you know, mm-hmm. it was like this. And it was like he turned to my neighbor and thanked her for allowing him to have the experience of being this barn cat on this beautiful property, um, huh. you know, and then he just walked off. And I actually, I never told her. I just, I just felt like, um, maybe I'll tell her someday. I'm not sure she can, um, she could take that in, but I probably will tell her, but it, it was just so astounding to me to see That's amazing. this man yeah, see rise stuff. from this cat body. So I guess we could do that too. If we want to have an experience oh, of like 100%. being a bird or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you know that my cat, I just learned I had a session with a beautiful woman, and I'm not going to get in details, but um, who had lost a loved one. And uh, again, I'm not, I I can definitely, like I said, I I can do the work. It's not the, the choice work I want to do. 
but when it comes to emotional well-being, I'll do whatever I have to do to help people. And my cat is not one to kind of meow for other people, except if it's Donna. Apparently, she's in love with my with Donna. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was literally would not stop meowing through the door, like almost scratching the door, having to get to this to my this client. And I said, are you a cat person? And she said, yes. And I opened the door. The cat runs directly to her, gets on her lap, stares her in her eyes. And I have no doubt that was her loved one. No doubt. And and Rex (gasps) would not get off of her. I just got chills. And I said, and, and it was very healing and there was some process. And I felt like, wow, I was like, Rex, you did a great job. Like, like she knew she was like, yes, of course I did. This is what we do. Isn't it Kathy? Is this what we do? Um, and, and even after it was done, she looked so much better. She felt so much better. And she, she messaged me and she was like, your cat, the cat really helped me. And I was like, now I have to share my proceeds with my cat. That's so great. <laughs> now I have a business, the cat, cat and cat. <laughs> cat and cat. <laughs> cat and cat. Cat's cat. Cat's cat. Shaman shave. Here we go. (laughs) That's amazing. Bless them while we help them. That's so funny. (laughs) All right. On that note, I think we'll say goodbye. Leela. Leela, thank you. We'll see you you again. You'll have to come back. Oh, I sure hope so. Yeah. You're fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you for the reading you gave me. It was awesome. Thank you. I loved my reading. I highly recommend. I'm so Um, glad. You know, the holidays are coming up. And if you can't can't find what you're looking for at Target, get get a reading from Leela for your folks. That's what I say. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. 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 <laughs> Open up my window to substitute outside.